Hello and welcome to the Massive Attack 12 Days of Christmas Special Specials. This is the penultimate episode. Penultimate. Penal. Penultimate. I knew you were going to say penultimate. It's just pain. Oh, you did say pain. Penultimate. 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 Did we do that last year? Pinocchi, Pinocchi, the the checklist of Axiom Bobby the Little Train? Yes, yes. We We should have done that on the second last day. Yeah, um, day 11. The second last, second to last. Christmas Eve, Eve. Eve, Eve, Eve. Special, special. Special, special. Yes, you can tell it's getting long into this thing. Uh, yes, it, it is. We're nearly there. And today's episode is your recommendation of Seinfeld Season 9, Episode 10. Something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. You, you'll confirm. It is the Festivus episode. And, uh, yes. and those who know Seinfeld will know by how, know what that means. And even someone who, like me, had not seen the episode knows exactly what the Festivus episode is. So it's fairly famous in it that is. way. So, yes, Season 9, Episode 10. And it's kind of appropriate that we're doing it today because I forgot this episode. I haven't watched it for a long time. And they actually mentioned in the episode that the 23rd is Festivus. So here oh, we are. Festivus. Happy <laughs> Festivus, everybody. Yeah, like I said, I, I have not seen this episode. Now, I am a fan of Seinfeld in the sack. I, I, I like the in show. In the sack? <laughs> He's pretty good in the sack. No, in the fact that I like the show. I remember at the time when it was on Channel 10 here on a Tuesday evening. After Mad About, about You. Yes. yes. I used to go dancing, ballroom dancing. A little bit of a airing of grievances or, or something. <laughs> of some confession, shall I say. So I never actually got to see it that often when it first got the major, the initial hype for the show. Yes, I could, it's the same as X-Files. I sort of missed out on that as well because I sucked at programming. Programming VCR. Yeah. Oh. Well, we only sort of had one at the time when my parents were home watching their shows, so to mm. rely on them not changing a channel or something, it just wasn't worth it. Do you ever have one of those VCRs that you programmed the code in or you scanned the barcode in the paper? Oh, I think we tried it and it didn't work. You know why? Because Australian commercial television doesn't run proper time. Uh-huh. And you'd always miss like you know the, the last couple of minutes of program because it ran over. But Australian programming also suck by running over on purpose. So if you go four minutes over and the show that you wanted to watch was on another channel that started four minutes ago, they hoped that you would give, give up, up on that yeah. show and stick with that network. Yes. Bastards. No. I'm airing my grievances. You are. Part of Festivus. So yeah. <laughs> much like The Simpsons back in the day, I used to tape Seinfeld a lot. So Ren and Stimpy, Seinfeld, Simpsons. And Mad you're About a, You, for that matter. You were a junkie for Channel 10. Yeah, right. I was. Did you, you know... Channel O was your thing. Maybe, I don't know. But Seinfeld was originally on Channel 9 for the first yes. season, and they, they didn't like it, and it didn't rate very well, but then they put it at you know stupid o'clock. And, it, yeah, it didn't rate... So they just they did some sort of deal with Channel Ten and went, you can have this. You can have it. We don't want it. Yeah. And they've been showing it ever since. Pretty much. Constantly. And now, if you look on TV One, I think it's probably still showing on TV One on Foxtel. But anyway, so the premise of this episode, which is actually called the strike, Mm -hmm. because it revolves around. Kramer. Well, we find out that Kramer has been on strike for the last 12 years or something because yeah. he used to work at a bagel shop and they said, oh, the strike's over. It's like, what strike? It's like, I've been on strike. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why you don't work. <laughs> yes. But it starts off there at, at Watley's partly, Tim Watley, I think the guy's name is, who, who was played, played by, by Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yes. A very young-looking Brian Cranston. With hair. Yeah. Hmm. So, yes, they're at Tim Watley's party and Elaine sort of hit on by a dude that she refers to as Dead Invest. This is something I remember, I mean, Seinfeld, where they... And and I get the... I am terrible for this, because I remember the first time I met all your wife's friends. (laughs) It was pure 
disrespect to those people that I didn't even bother learning their names. No. And I just dubbed them what I thought of them in that way. And, yeah, and that's the same way they, you know, who's that guy? There's Denim Vest over there. And he's accredited in IMDb as Denim Vest, even though he has a name Sam in the show, but yeah. he still gets the Denim Vest thing. And I don't know if it's a Seinfeld or if it's a, if it's a 90s nihilistic thing of just not learning people's names and if it affected me at the same time, I don't know. But, yeah, I am terrible for that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so she got hit on by this guy, Denim Vest, and she gave him a fake number, which she'd been giving to everybody this same fake number and she gave it to him on her loyalty card for the Atomic Sub restaurant chain. So, yes, she was due to get her 24th sub from this restaurant and get her loyalty card stamped, and then she was going to get a free sub. She'd become a submarine commander. That's what she said, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so she needed to get the card back, and she gave this wrong number. So she found out the number she's been giving away all this time is this um, off-license betting exchange. Yeah. Place. So she's gone down there to say, is someone calling for me? You're alone. And they're all like, ah, we get a lot of calls for you. And considering this was a 1997 episode, the guy that was working in the betting shop was very 80s looking. Yeah, rather dodgy. Yes, but in the meantime to this, George has been opening his mail in the coffee shop and he sees that he's got a Festivus card from his dad and that spurns the rest of the, the crew to sort of find yeah, out. Yeah, Elaine's like, what's Festivus? And, like, and Terry's like, oh, that's a holiday his dad invented back in the day. Shut up, Jerry. And George is not enjoying it in no. one bit. Jerry's loving it in one bit, just trying to explain this yeah. um, Festivus concept. And then as soon as Kramer finds out that, you know, George's dad, Frank, has made this holiday. He's all excited about the idea of celebrating Festivus. Yeah, and well, and the concept of Festivus is he told the story that he was fighting over a doll for George (laughs) one Christmas and got into a fight as he was pummeling some other person for this doll. He realised it's just wrong. Yep. So he invented Festivus for the rest of us, the holiday that wasn't commercial. And instead of a Christmas tree, there was an aluminium pole with no decorations. (laughs) What was it? Because he finds tinsel distracting. (laughs) Yes. And there's um, tests of strength and airing of grievances as yeah. part of the um, festivus. So this was funny. It like, was. And I, I remember Seinfeld being funny. I, I thought this would not hold up because of its 90-ness. Mm. 90s-ness. 90-ness. Well, yeah. But a couple of things I've noticed in this. Jerry himself <coughs> isn't that funny. Never was. No, he's no, just he, like... He, he's not a good actor. No. Uh, and he's just the straight man and everything happens around him. And that's the link to the show. Yeah. Yeah. And his delivery is not even that good, really, either. But it's it's him, so it works. And he, when, earlier on, he's at the Watley's part, party, and he tries to pick up a girl, and his pickup line is, "Did you know I could run really fast?" <laughs> no, you may not believe. Yeah, this that's <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's a weird show, Seinfeld. In that way, I actually find it hard to watch now. Like this one, I hadn't seen before, so I was totally in. But going back. Because I have seen a lot of episodes. I yeah. just I don't I haven't seen them all, like a lot of people have. And going back and watching certain episodes that I know, I have to turn them off because... It happened in this one. George, to get away from giving Christmas presents this year, invented a um, charity group where it's sort of like, instead of buying you a gift, I donated $20 to World Vision. The human so, fund. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the real thing that you can do. Yeah. And you get a receipt from them saying, this is what your money went towards. It got three, you know, three wells were dug because of your gift donation. George invented the human fund. It just made it up and just gave it away, thinking he was doing okay for it. Yeah, only to be found out. And, and, and that's the thing, he got found out. Because it's the problem with, Se- not a problem, it's just part of the, the tropes of Seinfeld is people tell a little white lie and it always gets them into trouble later by getting bigger. 
happens in so many episodes, like when Elaine goes to the baseball game when she shouldn't and she didn't wear the cap. Like, she didn't go to her boss's son's brisk to go to a baseball game because she got, like, owner's box tickets or something and she wouldn't wear the opposing... She wore the opposing team's hat and she got in trouble for it and made it on the news and was like, oh, no, they're going to see me. Then she got kicked... No, she got kicked out of the box and she wasn't allowed back. Then her boss, after the brisk... Oh, sorry, you couldn't make it. Here, I'll make it up. She, I can, I've got tickets to the owner's box of this, so she wasn't allowed back again. And uh, The show escalates in that way sometimes it's hilarious most times it's hilarious sometimes I can't re-watch it because I know it's going that way and it's just it's a humour I'm uncomfortable watching like The Office can do that as well and those sort of awkward comedies in that way sometimes Seinfeld is just like I can see the tropes and it's like I know this episode I know where it's going I'm I'm just going to be uncomfortable but there's other times where it's just slapstick funny and it goes that way so I love the show some I just can't re-watch and I think it's a matter of the characters as well like I find Jerry Stiller who plays George's dad Frank genius yeah I mean, he is amazing and then you watch like King of Queens which he's gone on to be the dad in that almost the same character pretty much he yells and screams just not the same not, not exactly because I've seen a lot of that because it's been on like Channel 9 during off ratings periods they'll throw it on as the 6.30 show and you flick through the channels and it's on in the same way that everyone loves Raymond's on Channel 10 seems to be all the time yep. and you sort of watch it for him and he's funny and then you watch him in Seinfeld it's like wow you're funnier yeah. you know you are nothing Definitely. on that show it's sort of like this is genius and at the time I suppose it was just that 90s yelling thing he got heard <laughs> but it was just his delivery was perfect I mean he's been a comedian for he's been I don't know, say vaudeville times, but he's Probably. been around for a long time. And I really should watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because I mean, as much as Seinfeld is Jerry Seinfeld, it's it's Larry David. Yeah, and I mean George is Larry David, and it's clever. The show is clever, like just to come up with the ideas they do, and they and then they say it's the show about nothing, and it really is the show about nothing. Yeah, but God, it's funny. It is. It is still funny. I, there were some real genuine laughs in this episode. Because, I mean, they always picked on friends. Like, David Spade in SNL's Weekly Rap, or Weekly Roundup. Yeah. He actually, when Friends came out that first year and was a big hit, and he goes, yeah, Friends, doing really well. I liked a better one. It was called Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, it was sort of like it was the toned-down Seinfeld, in a way, with likable people. Because you look at Seinfeld, they're not likable. No one. They're all shysters in a lot of ways they all lie I mean they deserve each other and they're their own friends for whatever reason but they are not nice people no but they're funny to watch they are yeah and another thing I noticed watching this again that Julia Lewis what's her name Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus she's still a good looking woman back then in the 90s and she's still a good looking woman now hmm not that we, everyone's good looking. I mean, not that we're judging females by their looks, but she is a very attractive woman. Well, that was one of the other premises in this episode, that Jerry <laughs> met a girl that looked good in certain light, and then when he went on a date with her and she was in a darkened room, she wasn't quite as good looking. I mean, the, I mean, the actress was sort of licking, sticking her lips to the top of her teeth, so she was looking fine. So she did look different in different scenes, but it, it was a weird... This is where it shows Seinfeld, Seinfeld is a... Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld mashup he's a, he's a man child in a lot of ways he, he's the constant in the show where he's just Jerry the whole time rarely things go yeah. wrong for him and that probably wouldn't fly nowadays if they did the show they could do most of that episode but the judging a woman on her looks so much I don't know if they would do that nowadays I mean what's the name Larry David Wood on his Curb Your Enthusiasm or shows like that where he pushes the limits but I don't know if they do a network show sitcom I don't know if they would yeah probably interesting there's probably a lot of things that Seinfeld did that they wouldn't do now Mm, but you don't have a show like Seinfeld anymore I mean Big Bang Theory is the closest that is a huge rating show I mean and there's a lot of stuff on judging women's looks I suppose on that because it's all about attractive not Mm. what's not attractive but 
A lot of people find Big Bang Theory offensive, actually, in its representation of women and men and... Nerds. Yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't do it nowadays. Mm-hmm. What would I say? Anyway. <laughs> would this make you go back and watch a bit more Seinfeld? If it was on? I think I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'm surprised when they said this is season nine. Like, we're talking... That's a long time into a show. And yep. this is a classic episode. And... You're thinking, shit, they still got that energy that far into a show. That's yeah, pretty amazing. Exactly. Because when we talked about Simpsons the other day and last year, how it's sort of like, the good stuff's early. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like a Wayne, but it is 20 fucking years old. Fair credit to them. And But, I mean, the actors are all still doing their job in that. But it's really the writers behind that show. Yep. Where Seinfeld is an ensemble thing. And the fact that they stayed together for so long and kept the quality, I can't really comment to say I watched it linearly, so I don't know where it, if it waned at any point, but it's like that energy coming out of that episode at season nine, it's like full credit. I agree. Mm. I, I'd recommend this to people because yeah. I, I think they would still get some genuine laughs out of it because I know we did. Yeah. Yes. No, it was good. It Festivus. was good. Festivus, so happy Festivus, peoples. Yeah, so I'm going to go home and pull my aluminium pole out of the crawl space. <laughs> I'm going to write down my grievances. All right. Well, that's day 11. Day 11. Said, the penultimate. Pain. <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> the ultimate pain. Yes. We will be back tomorrow for Christmas Eve. The last Eve cock. For the, <laughs> for the last episode. <laughs> not the last cock. And we're going to go way back tomorrow to 1977. Whoa, that's like Star Wars, yeah. It is. There you go. How appropriate. Mm. But no, we're going back to an, an episode that aired on British television in December 1977, and we're going to watch an episode of The Goodies called Earth and Asia. Earth and Asia. So, yes. Until then, Mitch, thank you very much. No worries. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.